It's just you and me right now, Mr. B. It's us right here on the Dr. Pat Show. Uh, but coming up, let me just give you like a little sneak preview of who we've got coming up in the next hour, just so you know. we got a really jazzy week going on here. Let me just tell you a little bit about Dr. Walter SEMQ coming up uh, at the 11 o'clock hour. The scientific basis for reincarnation. Yeah, I love talking about reincarnation. I hope you folks out there have questions <laughs> because you'll be able to call in and get those answered. Uh, and right now we are, I, I let everybody know that last week I started to talk about the, the rattlesnake song. Uh, and I, I said that I would get back to it this week. And I would share kind of part two, maybe part three. I don't know. I don't really know what part of my vision quest experience. I've had so many of these experiences. But I will tell you that, you know, my first two vision quests in the desert uh, transformed my life in many ways. Now, let me give you an example. Let me just give you a little breakdown of what a vision quest is or what it was for me. I had met a woman in, uh, I think it was 1997, that her life's passion, the work that she did, her calling, was to take groups of people uh, to the high desert in California and, uh, and to spend, I believe, 10 days out there with them. So this is a vision quest of a 10-day nature. Now, the deal with that is that um, as a group, there are many, many things you explore, many, many things you learn. But the vision quest itself uh, reflected a three-day period where you were out on your own in the desert. And this was towards the end of the quest, you know, days, I think, six, seven, uh, you know, eight, nine or seven, eight and nine, something like that. And you were out in the desert um, with water. And for three days, this is where you got to experience who you are, whatever came up, and the many, many experiences that you run into in a desert. Now, high desert of California, there that's different than being in Death Valley, and I've done quests in both. Um, and for me, vision questing in the high desert was a cakewalk compared to being out in Death Valley where the difference in terrain was enough to shake you up. So if you're if you want to get a sense of what I mean by the high desert of California, let me give you an example uh, on at this on the surface. It doesn't look much like a desert. It's like we think about a desert. Maybe we're thinking about, you know, the pyramids and what that looks like with miles and miles and miles and miles and miles of sand. Nothing except the ripples uh, that the wind makes when it hits the sand and these these hills and this kind of terrain. Um, and then there is the high desert of California, and I'm sure there are high deserts many other places. I'm not familiar with them. I can just talk to this one. And so this was an interesting experience because, uh, you know, it was a place where there were mountain mountainous areas. Uh, there were actually greenery in the form of sage. And, and then there were places along the way that every once in a while you'd bump into a, quote, tree. Now, I shared in my last story, um, you know, my experience with finding probably one of the few trees and I say trees, I mean, I really mean a tree 
out in the desert and you wonder how this tree even grew. I mean, where's the water? Uh, but this tree was actually embedded in rock and you know the best that i could tell was that this tree uh sort of got its nourishment stayed cool especially during the early growth period uh between these rocks and as it started to grow it actually grew out uh of you know this crevasse in the in between some rocks and and it grew to be this amazingly large tree you know, certainly not like the evergreens in the Pacific Northwest, but in the desert, to have a tree that was growing, that even survived, was pretty kind of cool. And so today I want to share with you uh, the story, uh, uh, the rattlesnake song story uh, for me. And I shared last time how I would go out on these day trips off uh, on my three-day quest where all we had was water. You had to carry enough water for you to live for three days. So you, you get to decide this on your own. For example, you, you know, once you select a site that you want to be, and I, of course, selected a site which was way far away from the base camp. Couldn't even see the base camp, by the way. And it was up on, you know, the highest point that I could find at that time. And um, and you get to decide how many gallons of water net you're going to carry. So here's kind of an interesting part of this. Um, you know, when I first went out to find the site, I went out and I had a gallon of water because I knew I was going to come out. I was going to go back to the base camp, be safe, be sound, uh, be with other people. So. What I didn't calculate is that how much water you actually need to survive for three days out there. Now, you're not, you don't have to, you're not doing the food thing. It's a sacred. It's a ritual. You know, those three days are about creating sacred space, uh, forming a medicine wheel. And, of course, the last day uh, you, you're there all day and all night in your sacred circle. And, and so that's another story. But what I learned was how heavy... How heavy seven gallons of water really are. This is what I learned. So when I went out and I found the site, right? It was me, my little gallon of water, my backpack, you know, my boots, and I'm traveling. So I climbed up this, let's call it a hill uh, of sand to get to the site that I wanted to be at. Great. Now, seven gallons of water actually getting to the site a totally different experience. So, you know, there are a lot of lessons I learned, but what was pretty funny, I got to laugh at myself quite a bit. Now, you know, laugh and cry all at the same time. So, you know, imagine me with these seven gallons of water. I have to climb up this, had to be, it had to be like 30 or 40 feet that I had to get up. It was probably, uh, you know, a greater distance than that, but I had to get up there because I had picked this. This was my site. And boy, you know, that was it. I was following instructions and that's it. I had to be at that site. So, you know, here I go and I'm and I'm climbing up. And so I'm about halfway up there and I've got seven gallons of water on my back plus my tarp plus. And by the way, there are no tents. So this is not a tenting experience for those of you listening. And so I'm climbing up the hill and I have so much in my backpack that I actually fell backwards. And so I picked myself up and off I went again. After about the fourth time, I realized, okay, 
Why don't you take some of the water out of the backpack, leave it here, take some of your stuff up there, come back down, get the other water. It's really an interesting lesson in learning, at least for me. Many of you are probably listening thinking, why didn't she just take the water out, leave it at the bottom, and get herself up there and take the water up there a little bit at a time? Well, I don't really know the answer to that, except that I didn't get that. But anyway, I found this beautiful site, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful site, and it was very, very high. Uh, you know, if anything that lived in the high part of the desert, I was going to come into contact with, you name it. The other part of what I did is it was a rock formation. So it was kind of a rock formation, a sandy thing. It was really kind of an interesting place. And I was very thrilled. I, I was so happy with myself that I had picked it and I got up there and you know, got the water up there, and there I was. And so the next question is, okay, now that I'm here, what the heck do I do? I'm here. What am I doing? Uh, we're so into doing, doing, doing. And, uh, and, and that's probably, now that I look back, that's, that was not the idea of, of being on the Vision Quest. But I had to do something, and it was okay for us. I mean, we were instructed, if you're going to take day hikes, go ahead and take them. And I shared last time out... I shared what happened on one of those day hikes that I took. And that, of course, you can find that show is on the archives. I'll make sure we put it on the homepage in case you missed any part of that. That was a, that was a life-changing story for me. But so is this. So here's what I would do. I would get myself, you know, up each day. And honestly, you didn't sleep very much. I mean, imagine being out in the high desert. No, you're sleeping out in the open. If you're not used to doing that, then, you, you know, you're just out there with the elements, whatever that is. And I will tell you that I did not sleep very much at night. And so, but in the morning, it was kind of interesting. You get up, you brush your teeth and make sure you're looking at your water and what you're doing. You pack a day pack and you get out and you go on a day trip. And so, you know, I did this a couple of, of days and I went out and, you know, explored because I like to explore. And, and, and eventually, you know, you pay attention and you get back. Now, because I was on a, on, on a high terrain, it wasn't that, um, it wasn't that difficult for me to get back. But the other part of the conversation is that I never really ventured too far away until that last day. But here's what I discovered. Many, many things. But I want to share a story with you about the rattlesnake song. And we had been told about rattlesnakes that, yeah, they're out there. And by the way, you know, if you hear the rattlesnake, that's one thing. But if you don't watch where you step, always make sure you keep your boots on. If you don't watch where you step, there's little baby rattlers out there that don't have the big rattle thing going. And if you kind of step in where they are, they're just like crazy. They just keep biting you. Whereas the mama and the papa rattlesnakes, they'll bite you once and then back off. But the babies, they don't know any better. They like bite, 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 because that's what they're doing. And so we were very aware of this. I mean, there was a lot of conversation about rattlesnakes, or at least that's what I was hearing in the six days before that or the five days before that, you know, when we're talking in circle and we're exploring our personal lives and the many, many things. Other people heard other things. Other people heard information about cougars. Other people heard information about bears. And I guess it depended upon which totem you were aligned with. And so on that day... For me, I had my first 
meeting with rattlesnake medicine, rattlesnake medicine. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, I will tell you how that meeting occurred and what I learned about standing your own ground. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. I'm Paul McCormick, and you've probably heard me talk on the Dr. Pat Show about how to be wealthy and to be happy all at the same time. Well, guess what? I just wrote a new book called Secrets of the Millionaire Inside, and I want you to have this book so much that here's what I'm doing. During the months of September and October, I'm offering a special promotion on my website where if you go to the stores and buy the book, then I'll give you absolutely free six CDs full of information. Check out my website, formulaformillionaires.com. Tune in your radio to hear Carrie O'Connor, master visionary, medium, and clairvoyant, as she uses her amazing psychic gifts to help you step into your divine power and begin to create the life of your dreams. Carrie will read your unique energy field, connecting you with the treasures of your soul, your passions, and your true life purpose. Don't miss Carrie's weekly astounding and energetic predictions. Fasten your seatbelt as you take a wild ride with Carrie O'Connor. Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific. Listen live at thedrpatshow.com. Hi, this is Dr. Pat with important news for anyone concerned about older-looking skin. Revitalize the water within and even old, dried-out skin can look young again. Water gives skin its elasticity, and now, thanks to Ageless Secret, a water-energizing skin spray, you can change the water within. I proved its energetic claim by doing a test with a glass of water, and it amazingly changed the water through the glass. When I sprayed the Ageless Secret on my skin, its powerful water-energizing effect dramatically improved my skin elasticity by 50%. This is the most incredible skincare product I've I've ever seen and there's more the muscles on your face give your face its shape the ageless secret gently tightens those muscles and reconditions them so you get better results with every bottle or your money back you've got to see this for yourself call 888-424-4247 or visit agelesssecret.com. Are you taking too many oral pain pills and concerned about side effects? Are you having trouble getting to sleep because of the pain? I'm Lou Paradise. I had the same problems you have. Cured my pain, eliminated pain pills and their side effects by developing Topperson Pain Relief and Healing Cream. Topperson relieves pain without side effects. It doesn't burn, it doesn't smell, and it doesn't stain. But don't just take my word for it. Doctors, pharmacists, and pain specialists are using and recommending Topperson and ending the suffering for thousands of people just like you. We know you hurt. We want to help. We are so sure that Topperson will work for you. We offer a money-back guarantee. So if you want pain relief without side effects, just ask for Topperson. Topperson is now available at Fred Meyer, Natural Food, and other fine stores. Go to Topperson.com for a store near you or call 1-800-959-1007. Topperson.com or 1-800-959-1007. Topperson, the last pain medicine you'll ever need and you you can sleep on that. Spread the word. You don't have to settle for the usual talk radio. Now there's Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive By. And, you know, I'm sharing sort of one of my little adventures, uh, you know, becoming part of this 
uh, amazing vision quest experience in my life. And, and you know, for me, it's, it, it, it's something that I would have never imagined growing up where I grew up. Uh, what that would be like and even doing something like that. So here, here's what happened. So I ventured out during the day and I went on pretty long hikes because, you know, I, I really wasn't thinking how long am I out there? You know, you didn't have a watch. All of your electronic devices were taking from you. So that wasn't part of any of that. So I went out and I, and I went out each day and I came back, I don't know, let's say midday. Uh, probably when the sun is not quite up directly in the sky, but it's still pretty hot. And I, if I had to take a guess, I would say maybe about 3 o'clock-ish. And I would come back, and I loved sitting on the edge or the ledge of this this high structure. I, I love the idea. I loved hanging over the rock, so to speak, uh, and just looking out at the vastness. Just looking, looking out at the vastness. Um, I was amazed. And, you know, when I think about where I grew up as a child, what some people call, you know, the cement jungle, so to speak, you know, my playground was all cement. The idea of walking on sand wasn't exactly anything that I was familiar with growing up in New York. And so this was an amazement to me. And and when I think about it, um, I had really not had much experience in Seattle at the time. I did move to Seattle, but I actually went to school in California. And so I was kind of in between places and didn't really have the opportunity to even explore the beautiful, beautiful areas here in Washington state. So here I am in this just like in amazement at this place. So I came back and I sat on the rocks and you know and and i had my little little rug kind of thing that i could sit on and we were you know we were given certain things that we could take with us and i sat there pretty much exhausted if you know what it's like to be hiking in the desert you probably get a sense well think about it what's it like to be walking on the sand in the beach i mean it's that same experience and then of course i'm lugging a couple of gallons of water with me because you know that's the safe and sane thing to do so I come back and I sit down and I'm sitting down and I'm sort of contemplating and my mind is racing and I'm trying to be there now. I mean, we're reading all these books about be there now. Well, I don't know about you, but it's taken me a while to even figure out what that means. Certainly on this day in the desert, it was the farthest thing from my mind. And I was there and I was sitting and I was exhausted. And all of a sudden, I hear the sound, the rattlesnake sound. Now, many of you have probably seen it on television or have heard it on television. You've seen them on television. You, you know what that sound is like. I don't know if Benny can come up with a rattlesnake you know, sound bite. But the point is, I heard the sound. And we were given instruction about what to do if you hear that sound and if you can tell which direction it's coming from. You know, so we were given instruction on what to do. So immediately I panicked, forgot everything that I was told that I should be doing. And I simply got up from the rock and moved as far away from that sound as I could move, but stay within this area. And, you know, basically I'm talking about 15 feet. And so I moved away. Um, scared, 
beyond anything that I probably have ever imagined before. And not knowing really where it was because I didn't see it. I just heard it. And so I did move far, far away from it. And eventually the sound stopped. And so I sat there and, and, and I stayed up all night. I uh, had that sound in my mind. I wasn't sure if that was a rattlesnake just waiting for me to go to sleep. And it was going to like come out and get me. I didn't know. So l- my vision quest of staying up all night pretty much started on day one. <laughs> day two comes along and I decide, well, pretty much I'm going to do the same thing I did day one. But maybe I'll go in another direction. Off I went, put my pack together and went off on a little day trip. Came back pretty much about the same time in the afternoon. And without even thinking, didn't even think about it, just, you know, now I'm pretty much not having slept in about 24 hours or so. Now I'm pretty much, I'm going to go sit over there and just be in amazement and look out at what's out there. So off I go, drop my pack, get my water, filthy dirty at this point. By the way, I don't know if I mentioned that to you, that, you know, you're not doing any bathing on the, you know, throughout these 10 days, just in case you're wondering. And so sit down on the rock and kind of sitting there almost half asleep, if you can imagine how tired one could get. And within minutes, I hear the rattle sound again, stronger than I remembered it the day before, almost vibrato uh, in my ears. It sounded like it filled up the entire space. And again, not remembering the instructions I was given, I I don't even think I, I, I stood up. I think I crawled away from that space as fast as I could and again moved off to a distant place within this 15, you know, 15 foot radius, so to speak, and just sat there, cried and cried and cried. And I and I felt so powerless in this moment and I couldn't see it. Again, I couldn't see it. It's like, where is, you know, you know. And so, again, another night of wondering, am I going to wake up and be surrounded by these snakes? So needless to say, I didn't sleep very much. Third day comes, and this is our big day when we're supposed to stay up all night and create the ritual. And, again, you could go out on a day trip. And I already shared what that day trip was on that third on that third night for me. And I go off again in another direction. And, you know, I had this all planned out. First day I'm going to go west, second day east, north, whatever. And off I go. And, and it, you know, I could, ha- I, I could not remember anything about how I got to where I was or how I got back. I just couldn't tell you. But I did get back. And again, for the third day in a row, I did the same thing. Thing. Because I love this spot. So I immediately went to the ledge and I sat down. About three o'clock, sun, sun just beating down. And now I hear, this, I hear this rattle again. And it's louder. It's louder than it was the other two days. And it's just, it's my ears. It felt like 
you know, I was in this room and all I could hear was this rattle and it never and it didn't stop. It, it felt like it was getting stronger and it felt like it was getting faster. And I could feel my heart beat and I started to cry. Um, you know, I cried and I but I, and, and and for a moment, I thought you have to get up and run away. You have to get away from here. But then something happened and I didn't get up and run away. And I remember turning to the direction that I heard the sound. And I remember saying something like, I'm not leaving here. I'm going to stay right here. Both of us can enjoy this beautiful expansiveness. I'm not running from you anymore. And, rem and remember, I couldn't see the snake. I said, I'm staying right here. And I did. And I must have stayed there for quite some time. And the rattle kept rattling. I didn't hear it come any closer, but a rattle kept rattling. And on that day, I learned about standing my ground and what it means to make peace with the fear that we have inside. Thank you for listening to the story. We're going to take a short break. Uh, you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. And remember, you get to choose how you stand your ground in this life, whether it's a rattlesnake illusion or whether it is the rattlesnake of limitation. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show.